Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. This is a podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Episode 159. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And joining us again tonight is my lovely wife, Lauren. Thank you. And this episode, uh, kind of like our last episode, 158, we are going to be focusing on a singular topic. Mm -hmm. One thing that we are going to be reviewing. We're all here to discuss Stranger Things Season 3. Now, Super Movie Bros, why are we talking about Stranger Things? This is a TV show. Just like Game of Thrones, this is cinematic fucking television. Goddamn right. Yeah. And I think it deserves our attention because it pays such love reverence to 80s movies and to just pop culture references. Pop culture and everything. anything 80s. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the third season, I, I honestly going into it, I was not expecting this to be a, a strong season, honestly. I was not, you know, I love the first season, but I wasn't so crazy on the second season. I just kind of wanted to know, like, how did you guys feel? Because that's the way I felt. Like, Jay, did you, you know, if I you had to rank pref- them? Well, the first two seasons. At don't, least the, don't. Two seas- the first two seasons, yeah. I, I definitely prefer the first one more just because I like the whole package. The whole thing worked. I absolutely loved it. It was so surprising and, and more than anything was was that they, it delivered. It delivered on a lot of different surprises, a lot of different kind of tones, and the friendships with the kids, it all worked for me beautifully. Season two was much more of a mixed bag. Right. Well, the, much I more think- ambitious in a lot of ways, but overall, it just didn't... You didn't, you didn't love it as much. I overall. think you're right. Like the, the first season reminds you of being an adolescent with that tight group of friends, like the friends sure. you have. Like I'll remember mine, Matt, Andrew, you know, Chris, like these are kids that like I hung out with we and, all had and that, we yeah. were that age, seventh, eighth grade. And like, it was, it was a the very important friends. Yeah, it was a very dialogue. important click. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, season two, I felt like it, it lost a little bit of that, but it also, it gained a couple things too. It threw a lot <laughs> at you, uh, the second season. And I think, you know, what, what it was throwing at you was fine, but I, I still felt like this lacking in it. Uh, there were some there were some subplots that I wasn't crazy about, and I don't even think I liked Hopper's role in it that much. I, I, I think like it was very much the sophomore slump for the series. Lauren, what did you comparing season one and season two? So I wanted to rewatch both season one and season two again. Um, I was able to finish all of season one, and I've only seen season two just the one time and then maybe two or three episodes of season two. And I do remember the one thing about season two that I really did not like at all was the whole sister, you know, number eight. And yes, her powers were, it was cool and everything, but I hated that one episode because we had just that one episode just of where's Eleven going? Let's follow her story. And she gets, you know, of course, teamed up with 
number eight and it's like ugh. It, it's it's tough because it's a departure from our main story even right. though it's important to the character mm-hmm. of right. 11 there were definitely other ways that they could have explored that avenue with her um i i don't hate that episode but it definitely was the weakest of it the was, season it, we were just like oh this is just like yeah it, and it's like, it's uh, not so much the episode, it's the episode for the whole season. It kind of derailed we, the whole flow of yeah, the season we going just forward. Like, yeah. It was just like, oh, I just want to go back to the main story and the main character. You really want to go back to Hawkins because yeah, right, right, just right. like, you know, a lot of things in this type of genre, the location, the town is yes. very much a character. It is. So when we're not there, you know, it's like it's like watching your favorite, you know, TV show, but the main character's not in it this week, you know. Right, <laughs> right. Like season yeah. three brings Hawkins back into it does, a yes. big way. Uh the story quite a bit. Uh so I mean what I what I don't, I don't like that that episode with the sisters takes us out of the main story, and it is a big weak point for for that season, for the second season. What I do like is that that storyline still exists out there right. for Eleven. I, I I like that idea. I like the fact that there are others like her because you know when you have a number eleven on you, that means that there's there's one through ten. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. And I like that. Um, and and I like the idea that they can go back to that should they need to if they can br- bring it in, in an interesting way. And what I like is it also seems like that would be an idea for a spinoff after like Stranger Things is Stranger Things is done because the Duffer Brothers have said season four is about where the four seasons is where they're thinking they're going to end it. They don't want to drag it out yeah, too I think long. It's confirmed that it's yeah. only four seasons. Right. And having that spinoff, you don't have to involve the upside down or right. Demi Gorgons or the, and, like, But you anything. still get government intrigue. Right, and you right, right. You get all of that. Right. Stuff. Exactly. And we'll get into, you know, obviously all of season three yeah. and we I, I'm I'm gonna be a little I'm a little concerned that there is only gonna be four seasons i'm not i'm not i I actually think it's perfect yeah yeah. i think it's perfect well especially after finishing we'll get into it later especially after finishing season three it's mostly because of 11's character i'll just say that okay well i mean so for me season season two what yeah i also wasn't crazy about the monster you know the demigorgon man the demigorgon was this like seven foot tall like this it has this opening maw this sarlacc pit right. face mm. and it was it was very um you know it, it was very dreadful like you know when you saw it and stuff and it's something that you feared even as an audience member just watching right, it, right, right, you right, fear right. it, especially that final episode in the and, school and i and know what Rewatching season one, you know, we don't actually get to see what he actually looks like until like episode five or six, and there's only like eight episodes, right? Yeah, and it was when uh, Nancy goes in the tree, and that's the first time we've actually got to see it. We've heard about it, and we've seen like that very blurry side picture of it, right? Right, but this is the first time we actually get to see him in his. Oh no! Even when uh he takes Barb, but I don't think his mouth, his face wasn't no, open. No, no, yeah, it's it it's, was still it's a that flower. moment that you see that. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's very much a closed bud. Right, um, and <laughs> but when you get to the second season, you have you know demi dogs, which mm-hmm. are kind of like demi gorgons, but you know they're smaller on four legs and stuff like that. And we see Steve take on like six or seven of them in the junkyard and stuff. Yeah. It felt less powerful right like it felt like they were less of a threat even though there was more of them they felt like less of a threat and then the final 
episode, like the end, you know, Eleven just closes an upside down vagina. Like that's what she does. <laughs> There's just this portal that looks very much like a vagina. And the vagina comes back right. in season three. <laughs> she blasts yeah. she blasts her powers at it and it closes up and then it was everyone goes I remember I like that scene though. I mean I got I got emotionally into it. I like her screaming and bloody nose. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean it, <laughs> It's like, just those you know. little things that added to that being the weaker season. So right, when right. I was going into this season three, I was fully expecting to get something as good as season two, but I really wasn't expecting it to exceed uh, or or even be as good as season one. And in my opinion, I was dead fucking wrong. This was my favorite season, hands down, so far. Yeah. Uh, I think that this really aged the characters in a realistic way that felt like this is how adolescents would be acting. Uh, it really hit a, hit us home with that same type of tone from the first season, um, but it was it was a little bit more amped up. It was a little bit edgier. There's a little bit more. Mm. There's there's a little bit more going on in the sci-fi realms. A little bit more going on in the horror realm. There's a little bit more. It's a little bit more of everything. It's like they they did turn it to eleven just a little bit. No pun intended. That was good. <laughs> that was good. That was good. But it, it it really all worked on so many cylinders. And even the first episode, even though we don't get really deep into our story in the first episode, we're just catching up on our characters where they are. And I understand that people are going to complain about the first couple episodes, oh, I it. but like I I was fine with it. I I I just loved it because I missed these guys. This- I missed every character. It was nice to see them all. And just getting back into the flow of yeah. of this town this, and the characters. This again. season definitely balanced horror, sci-fi, and comedy yeah. better than anything mm. else. It, better than any season before it. It's it just did it in such a perfect way. And one of the things that like I I truly I truly loved about it was the interactions with the kids. That's why I like that first episode back so much when Dustin's returning from camp and stuff right. like that. So let's let's jump into our story synopsis. It is nine months after the uh this was the snowflake ball, which is where we left them yeah, off yeah, at, yeah. Uh, at, at at season two. It's so it's roughly nine months later. Uh, that was in the f- fall of. 1984 Mm -hmm. we're now in the summer of 1985 the kids have grown up a little bit but they've also grown their relationships now mike is firmly in uh 11's thrall i guess we had we had this group of guys who have been hanging out since what fourth or fifth grade whatever since they were kids since they were kids and now suddenly girls are in the picture now now vaginas (laughs) are added into it and Believe me, when you're this age, that is the type of thing that can fuck a friendship up yep. real quick. Uh, and then we also have Lucas, who is with Maxine, the new character that they added last year. And Dustin is returning from camp, and he's kind of a little bummed out. His friends weren't there to greet him. And we this was in the earliest trailer where they, you know, Eleven pushes the, the remote control car to him, and then they play the song. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sprays Lucas in the face <laughs> with an aerosol can. It was it was all hilarious, well done. And where we see Will here is he's kind of now onto the outside. And there starts to become a little bit of a rift that grows within the friends. They all kind of go off in their separate directions and they 
both split into two separate groups that are investigating two different happenings within Hawkins to bring them all together at the end for a final showdown with a big bad. And uh, man, there's just 80s references all throughout. And mm. it is just absolutely wonderful. And I don't know how else to, how else to put it, <laughs> but that's pretty much the synopsis. It's nine months later. The kids are still being the kids. They're just a little bit older. Their voices are a little squeakier. <laughs> yep. And uh, there's a little bit a little of more hair. A little bit more more hair yeah. on the a uh, little bit more uh, grass on the field and they're getting ready to play ball uh, can we just talk about the 80s mall how oh great was that and we were of course like throw like spotting all the little stores in the one back of my favorite sam goody <laughs> sam goody the gap like we still have gaps today and stuff we don't have sam goodies anymore we don't have suncoast videos anymore right, like, we don't have right. this we don't have this stuff yeah, spencer's gifts and they, all this they, shit that's in there yeah it's most great. of the production budget i think went into that mall for sure I think so. They too. did a good job with that. It was, there's nothing more 80s than the advent of the indoor mall and the idea of like, what do we Even do like on the, Friday uh, night? We go the, to the mall. Uh, the glamour shots, Jazzer's eyes. Yes. That was in there is awesome. It was great. It was absolutely <laughs> great. And of course, Steve is working at the mall. He works at Scoops Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy. I loved it. <laughs> Trying to pick up chicks. <laughs> Trying to pick up chicks. And uh, It's not happening with that hat over his hair. And of course, they, they, <laughs> yeah, add, right? they add another new character with that. They add in Robin, who I'll be honest, at first, I did not like. And I think that was intentional on the on the production team's. Uh, I agree. I, I think, I think so. it was intentional that we don't like her. And you very quickly grow to like her. You, you, right. you, 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 you want to grow through it just like. Mike does. Yeah, absolutely. Or Steve does. I'm sorry. Steve does. Absolutely. And and it worked out really nice. It did. And, uh, you know, Dustin spending the majority of his time with Steve, I think, was 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 a good move because it's something that we as fans really enjoyed uh, from the last season. It's something that, like, I feel like, you know, people who do fan fiction, ha- like, ship him and <laughs> him and Steve. Ship Dustin and Steve. But they don't do it in a sexual way. It's just we just want more adventures with them because the interactions we have with them are they're, just so fucking awesome. gold. They're gold. And I love like from the second uh, season how they built his character because in the first season Steve was just a fucking jerk. Like no one liked him. He's a big asshole up until maybe the last what five minutes of the last episode of season one yeah it was, it was around like episode six or seven when when he when he, he is kind of jerky the entire time when he decides he's babysitter steve now like and he but he yeah really and the second there. season is when you know he comes together and he's like oh you like steve you want yeah. to like steve you do want to and like it steve. does work with the new storyline you know right 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 and also with uh upcoming erica erica yeah. sinclair uh, lucas's sister being a, a big majority role into into this um season as well which what really a way great. to take a background character from the first two seasons uh give her a little bit more in the earlier episodes but by the time we're getting her and she's part of the group she feels perfectly integrated by bringing her in Perfectly. with steve was, and dustin she was and, great i loved her uh, her her level of sass is just on point and it works so <laughs> well she's 100 percent like little uh uh preteen girl yeah that's like it's yeah. it, it just it fits in so well and she's like the age that they were when the whole thing started right 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 uh and it's just it's but what's kind of funny is like they're doing this thing where like dustin's explaining to her everything that's happened the first two seasons and she believes it all but she doesn't believe that her brother was there for any of it right <laughs> because he's too much of a pussy to be there for any of this and to me like that is such a little sister thing that's, right, that's right. Awesome. it's charming as shit uh and, and then of course you 
know, we have the parents. Let's not forget that uh, while the kids are going off doing their own things, we have Hopper. There's always still adult problems. Yeah, yeah we have <laughs> Hopper and we have Joyce. And Hopper learning how to be a dad to a right. teenager. And that first episode where he is just like, keep the door open three inches. Like that's that's something I remember like my parents like yelling at me like, is that door open? Like, you got a girl up there and it's like that's that is something that you i remember as a kid bringing my first girlfriends home and stuff like that it's like you guys can hang out in your room but you got to keep the door open and for that to be such a major thing in this yeah it was like it makes it's so much sense but like the metaphor the way they tie it in towards the end of the end of the show yeah the metaphor that they that they sell with it it works so well that's it's what something, made it really really work right it's yeah. something that that starts off so innocuous and something that every parent goes through and every kid goes through and it's very relatable and the way they bring it up towards the end of this uh, of this of this season it's almost like poetic like it and it, it, it's definitely one of the things that one of the few times in this season that i get like the feels or like where i get yeah. sad i get upset a little bit um and but it, it, it's just done so well uh hopper and joyce's sexual tension throughout is <laughs> it's wonderful but it does border on annoying at times a little does, bit yeah uh joyce was my least favorite part of the first season uh, she was a lot better in the second season, but that's because we had Sean Astin as Bob, and I really enjoyed all that. But here, she's kind of going crazy again. Like, just what the fuck is wrong with her magnets? That's all she wants to know. She's <laughs> out to answer a singular question. What is wrong with but my magnets? But you know what? The funny thing is- <laughs> But she was more tolerable, just, though, for me. Yeah. She definitely season. was. But yeah. she just, definitely was. just like the first season, she's not actually going crazy. All this shit is actually happening, and no one will believe and her no one that will believe this her. crap is happening. Right. So, of course, she's like going a little what, insane. What I love is like the way she brings the problem to hopper and she's yeah. like we got to go up there we got to check it out i'm sorry your <laughs> magnets won't stick on your refrigerator anymore so therefore something weird must be going on <laughs> you're right let's just go break into that facility and find out and he does <laughs> and yeah he after does. she decides to break in his shed to like take his tools i'm going to borrow these yeah. uh, <laughs> hopper being you know extremely down the entire season i think was something else that like i i wasn't crazy about it in the beginning but like once they get his story going um and we kind of see him get his get his ass kicked a few times yeah it, it's it's one of those things where i was like all right you know he he's he really is down down on his luck and he, he really is not the the super copper that we thought he was the entire time um but he's still fighting to get the job done and it, it felt like a metaphor for his the way he was acting in his action scenes and stuff felt like a metaphor for how he was feeling as a father just inadequate losing fighting a losing battle and stuff like that un mm. until the end so uh it, it really brings it in very nicely um and that's i gotta say like you know there were a couple storylines that were kind of thrown by the wayside. We don't get a lot of Jonathan um, in in this with, with uh, what's what's the sister Nancy. Nancy. That's okay though, right? Because we got so much. We had so much of them in last the second season. season. Yeah, they had a role, and, and right. it was it was fine. And right. I, I mean, know it was serviceable. I know it's the eighties and all, but Nancy's got to lose the perm. It looks so bad on her. It does. It really. I does. hate <laughs> the perm on Nancy. Uh, and then and the eat a cheesesteak, please. <laughs> <laughs> she is so skinny, but I don't. I don't want to body shame anybody on the show. I know. Right? I don't want to do just, that either. But uh, and then so so that storyline's kind of like a little bit thrown to the wayside a little bit, and uh, 
Man, the person who really had a lot of screen time, who was a big bad last year, uh, Billy. You know, he was yeah. he was an asshole bully and stuff like that. I was a little surprised. I thought they were going to try and do the Steve route this I, season. That's what Dave thought, too. Thought the whole way through that and that was actually I think was they happen. did a really good, really surprisingly, right. really yeah, good Yeah, I didn't realize him. how much, how big of a role he was, was going to be deep. in this one. Yeah. Because they went, they went bad. I mean, it's not a spoiler, really. I mean, he, he was kind of like one of the villains or whatever. The bad guy. I don't think he should say any more than that. Yeah, I mean that's it. Le- that's leave it much at that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, leave it at that. I, I mean, there's nothing much more to say. But um, he was a bad guy in the second season. He's a bad guy here. We'll just keep it. Yeah, at that. he is. He is an asshole in the second season. <laughs> he was asshole in this season. Um, another storyline that it seems like they don't know what to do with Will if Will isn't being controlled by the upside down you know they're kind of just using him as a uh, mind flayer radar and well, he's really right, good at feeling right. the back of his neck he's yeah. really good yeah yeah he's he's good can, at that. he can feel the coldness coming they, they did try to push like a storyline in there sort of halfway through the season that i don't feel ever really gets a resolution this season i don't think they pushed so hard for it but they 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 mentioned it i think it's going to get addressed it'll get addressed right, four. right. Yeah. but yeah definitely will who was um a big part of the first season, obviously a very big part of the second season to have him kind of like be thrown to the side and stuff like that a little bit here. It was a little off putting because I expected, I expected him to come up in like a big way somehow. And it just, it just didn't happen. He hasn't. But know what? He's that weird little awkward kid. And it could same as first and second season. I don't know if it's the, if it's the, is the actor? Like maybe the actor, they don't think the actor can portray something I don't think that. I think it's just the way they're writing the character. And, Okay. He's he's experienced something that his friends cannot comprehend or right. compare to. There's just no way that they and all he wants to do is get back to normal. He and wants normal, to go back to where he was before this all started. And normal can't ex- normal can't exist when testosterone's pumping and ball hair's growing and right. voices are cracking. Normal is thrown out the window. It just you know when you're an adolescent you never feel normal. And I think that's that's kind of like what they're showing him going through. But they really I don't think they did a strong enough job with his character of like really showing that we get like a, a cry moment in the rain. <laughs> it's like it feels. Very very melodramatic and right. I was like a little forced but I'm not saying that that's it's terrible I'm just saying like it, these are the little things that I noticed that were that were kind of like negatives on on the season yeah. as a whole uh, so we're, we're kind of trying to skirt around all this stuff so much let's just give our score for the season we know that it was pretty masterfully put together our favorite bits uh, you know we'll get into in spoilers so but Jay what's your score for Stranger Things season three Oh boy, um, I'm t- mm, I'm torn between A and A minus. To be honest, I I'm I'm thinking I'm th- oh gosh, <laughs> the way it's passing grade. I, I'm thinking I'm thinking A. <laughs> I, I I I I loved it just, just too much. I okay. mean, honestly, there was there was there was minor things I had issues with, and I I can't even address them all right now on the top of my head. But we'll do it in spoilers. And, and you know. I loved it. It was it was just great to be back in, in in this town again with these guys and these characters. And I'm gonna rewatch after because I did not rewatch season one and two before three. So I want to rewatch the first three right. seasons right now. Yeah. Um. Starting this. this just go this binge week. watch the all of it. Yeah. Like, I binge watched season one in one night. Yeah. <laughs> so eight to three a.m. I think it was. I'm just I curious to, to see how it. that flows, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna next episode I'll just talk about my my ranking as far as the season order. Cool. Hun, what's your score? I'm also going to give it an A. Um. Same thing. 
I love that we're back in um, Hawkins the entire time. I love the characters. I love Steve. He's awesome. And I've already binge watched season one. I'm going to finish season two. And I'm probably going to jump right back in season three. So probably within a couple of days, I'll probably <laughs> maybe a month at the most. I'll be back in uh, season three. All right. And uh, I I love this show so much. It It just gets me in such a way that most other things don't. It's an A plus for me. I, I I have to give it an A plus because I think I've given the other the other two seasons A's and stuff like that, and this one surpasses those ones, so it deserves an A plus for that. But also, I I think like their formula has hit that perfect fever pitch where like they truly understand what yeah. they have now. They beat their sophomore slump, and they're just hammering it home here. Yeah. And uh, when you know you Game of Thrones, when this. Game of Thrones ended, there was a huge hole left. And just even though me and Lauren binge watched it in one day, that hole was filled for for one day. Which and- is why I'm reading <laughs> Game of Thrones books now to fill that hole. So yeah, it's it's an A plus for me, man. I absolutely loved it. So let's head over. Let's get into the spoilers of this season and let's just break it down as best we can without having to bite our tongues. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. All right, so this time around, our our bad guy. I didn't I didn't want to talk about the creature too much because I feel like the creature itself is almost like a spoiler. Yeah, uh, and it is. I, I was actually very upset at the trailers because I heard that the. I, so I only ever watched the first trailer where we didn't see anything. Likewise, I I heard that there was a trailer that actually showed what the creature looked like, and I oh, was wow. like, uh oh. Like I don't want to know that. Do you want to know that? Does anyone want to know? I mean, what this we kind of like? oh, no. we kind of figured from the ending of season two we're going was... to see the shadow monster, the mind flayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually seeing it, yeah, yeah, that stinks. If it was shown in the it trailers. was shown in the trailers, and then the final trailer really showed a lot of a lot of storyline that was that was the final trailer, which I never watched, showed a lot of it. But the creature, hands down, was next to the demigorgon was absolutely horrifying yeah also uh pays a pretty big homage to to uh sci-fi horror films like the blob and the thing does this one is far more fluid i would say because it is literally has the ability to turn into liquid and it's absolutely disgusting putrefied like blood and like mud and yeah and gunk yeah Yeah. when it like goes through like a vent and like it leaves like a human femur behind as it goes in and stuff like that it's absolutely disgusting and horrifying uh and i love the fact that like as these people who are getting invasion of the body snatcher right you know are liquefying themselves to like become part of this this mass it's horrifying and it's disgusting yeah it fits so well (laughs) i didn't see that coming at first i thought like he was creating these people so that they can become like his little army right and then once he was ready he was gonna come out well we see them all briefly when we you know jay was getting a little bit into billy's story billy isn't just a bully this time he's not just you know an asshole who smokes cigarettes drinks beer uh you know is awful awful to women (laughs) yeah right awful to women and beats up little kids that's bad enough now he is fully taken over by the mind flayer when he crashes his car pretty much into the upside down he's the uh, main guy the mind flayer takes over and it makes sense because the mind flayer is going to want the alpha male of the town like the big strong guy 
to oh, sure. to do his bidding and physically, and you can kind of feel like you can get away with it a little yeah, bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I loved was the the moms uh, at the yeah. pool where Billy's working at. That uh, was just that was just a fun thing. It that was actually me- the only trailer that I saw of Stranger Things. I'm like, what is going on here? And then you see him. I'm like, oh, this must be tr- Stranger Things. <laughs> uh, one of the things like that reminded me a lot of like the Sandlot, like just hanging out at the pool yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Reminded me a lot pool of. Like, drama exactly yeah Uh, but yeah i i thought billy was an effective you know use of a villain he's he's a good mini boss he's a good you know i I really really liked his character in season two because i I mean i didn't like him obviously but like i i thought it was really bold and brash and i could i thought this actor was killing it and i was really interested interested to see what they were going to do with him in season three even though they did something completely different It was still really effective, and you get a little bit more of that emotional tie-in um, at do. the very end when you understand his, you know, his his childhood and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a little bit of redemption at the very end. There, there, there was a little bit of redemption. I did, I did enjoy that. Um, and you know, one of the things that was a little weird to me was um, Maxine, who was Max, who was a big character they brought in, in the second season mm-hmm. stuff. All the boys were fighting over and stuff like that. Like Will gets kind of pushed off to the wayside here, but like a little bit, even little bit. she doesn't know her brother well enough to to speak to him in a way that can bring him back. Right. But Eleven, who's been inside his mind, knows how to. Well, you and that's figure what does it. you figured all the shit that billy went through as a kid that was before she was in the picture too so true, she didn't true. see how, what right. happened with his mom she he didn't was an asshole when she met him and he's been an asshole right exactly since. he was just always like <laughs> she never the he asshole never wanted brother. to be with her and right and, and right. he just kind of drug her around just because he had to yeah um hopper fighting the terminator that was awesome. Multiple <laughs> times. And this guy is the Terminator. They, oh, I think yeah, they purposely oh, yeah. casted a guy who was similar in size and build to Arnold Schwarzenegger from the from the original Terminator. I think they purposely picked a guy who looked a little bit like that. I think they purposely gave him that haircut 100%. and put him in biker boots and, and jackets. And even like and little things and little movements he the did. The way he fires a gun from the was hip the Terminator. was the Terminator. Like. <laughs> yep. And there was even a moment. His I, reactions may get hit. You yeah. Know, slow turn, you know, like, yeah. stuff like that. Like, do you, do you remember the second season when there was a moment where Dart gets out of the uh, gets out of the tank, and you hear that little dun 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 in the music, and mm-hmm. that was the theme for Gremlins. Mm. I swear, there was a moment in the carnival where you hear. I didn't hear, it, but very, I know that's what you kept saying. Very slight in the music. <laughs> I swear I heard it. It might just be the fact that I'm looking at what is an I allegory think it's for like the Terminator. Playing on in your head. It just plays in my head. <laughs> it could be. But yeah, Hopper fighting the Terminator. Because when we first meet that guy, it's when Hopper and Joyce break into the old facility. Right. And he's hiding in the shadows and just comes out. And Hopper doesn't even get to turn around and face him. Like he just beats the shit out of Hopper yeah. from behind. And he never, like he barely hits him in the head. He's just kidney punching and rabbit punching the shit out of his back and poor hopper just goes down i know hard. and we've never seen hopper get his ass kicked right because he's two. always been he's, top cop he's always been the big guy and right. he's, he's been all the muscle and he's always been beaten up just well there's muscle under there yeah i yeah yeah there's there's a <laughs> layer a few pounds but it's okay <laughs> there's muscle under there you know uh he just i mean hopper was definitely <laughs> bigger this time around right yeah i don't know whether that's like from playing Hellboy where he, he did like lift a little bit he didn't really like get too much in shape for Hellboy he let a lot of the makeup do his work that or he uh, just purposely just looked bigger because with him I think that was we, part of the character yeah because when thing. we first saw him he was just slumped over he's in a couch anyone be, can look he's still supposed to be depressed over. and overwrought with 
Uh, oh yeah, his just the whole bullshit that's going on in right. town. So yeah, he's it, it, makes, it makes he's got a teenager now, so it makes sense that he'd be overly drinking still and eating probably. Right. The door stays with. open three inches. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that really weighs on the, you. The reason the reason why I think that was on purpose is because he was. It was obvious he was shirtless in the very first episode or something like that. And no, like, he he wasn't shirtless, but he was second just, episode. Yeah, he, he was yeah, definitely yeah, shirtless. Comes in after he gets out of the shower. Yeah, so it was it was for, on, for a reason. So yeah, he and he was far more humorless this season. He was not a, he, he mm. was he was not as humorous as he was previously. Uh, and I think that that also goes to showing the stress of a raising a teenager, but b also basically unrequited love from from Joyce. You know, uh, yeah, right. You know, he he's been there and he's been trying and it's just it's just not working because she's still dealing with the loss of Bob, which is totally understandable. You know, it's completely understandable. And we get the we get the line, we get it dropped that you know, we knew that in the first season her and the second season her and Bob talked about moving away and stuff. Right. It gets confirmed here that they probably are going to be that she is going to move away um and it seems like towards the end hopper gets her to be convinced to stay right which um you know it, it showing their relationship growing in this tense time and stuff where they're working together he even uh you know is wants her to become a cop he wants her to become detective joyce yeah. <laughs> she wants to be detective joyce and that's uh, you know it, their storyline just together was great especially when they come into contact with the crazy murray reporter. and alexi <laughs> with murray and alexi absolutely it was a great I, great foursome <laughs> it was i this, was so happy that they brought murray back because he was he amazing he was so funny and then adding in alexi they used him in the awesome. exact same way they did in the second yes. season murray came in at a time when nancy and john's storyline was getting so heavy and kind of like dramatic then they and inject like kiss murray her already in, right and they inject murray <laughs> into it and it just brings this layer of this air of levity and stuff like that sure. but also you need him for to have the information that it wouldn't make sense for our characters to have and and he's just perfect and alexi was absolutely great now he has a russian friend yeah, he's got a little russian yeah, friend. we haven't talked about the russian stuff yet so i mean it, that was a big i didn't want to spoil it for people because that was kind of like a little bit of a surprise for no, me no i know yeah. i know i'm just i'm just saying but like you know it's obviously part uh on purpose as well for the 80s because a lot of the villains were russian, right russian right ladies. right um, right, Invasion USA, which current. is uh, which is a movie that has stars uh, Chuck Norris, is about Russians <laughs> taking over a mall, uh, and it's very much a mall that looks like Starcourt Mall, and hundred percent that is yeah. something that they added in on purpose. Like this yeah. is especially when you know Invasion USA ends with a lot of explosions in the mall. Spoilers. We're in that section. Doesn't matter. That's how this ends. Explosions yeah. in a mall with fireworks and kids on the 4th of July. Right. right. Oh, my God. I was saluting the flag. And we watched the it yeah, over I, the 4th of July. We yeah. On 4th of July. I love that they added in this whole Russian aspect it of it. And I guess the Russians had no idea what the hell they were actually right. opening. They were just... Well, trying to open shit because why not you got two teams you got you know you got will lucas max 11 they are on the what the fuck is the mind flyer doing right right, train right. they're fighting will. the mind flyer right they're, so they're investigating the mind flyer getting deeper into that finding out this story where it turns out that the mind flyer has come through the upside down and is taking over people in the town and you also have uh john and nancy eventually investigating the same thing coming together with those two then on the other side you have you have hopper and joyce investigating the russians <laughs> and trying to figure them out while figure you, out why the magnets aren't working correctly figure out why the magnets aren't working correctly <laughs> and then you have uh 
then you have Dustin, who's who returns. He's got all these new inventions. He just came back from science, math, nerd camp, and he picks up Russian transmissions, and he brings the biggest idiot he can in as a partner, Steve, <laughs> to help him translate these Russian transmissions. Oh, yeah. uh, that's when they bring Robin in, who is actually able to figure out these, right. these, uh, the, these translations and stuff, and they investigate it. And it's it's this wonderful thing where like each episode we're we're getting closer and closer to our respective mysteries being solved, but our characters don't come together until the very the end very of end, episode yeah. seven. It, yeah. Does everyone finally come together? And we find out that these two storylines are 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 related. I mean, we knew they were. We but, knew they were right. And where the Russians, where Starcourt Mall is built, is on top of that place where eleven closed the upside down vagina mm-hmm. <laughs> where she closed that she just brought that thing closed and uh they are reopening it w- using I guess some sort of like hydro hydrogen collider you know some sort right. of particle collider that they use oh, sulfuric we acid the really power need we to don't know do we yeah. get the science we don't yeah. need to it's green it's interesting looking secret of the use there's definitely four turtles that are growing up underneath of Hawkins right now probably yeah. eating pizza and being trained by one of the rats that the mind flayer was controlling. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely happening. Uh, but so Robin and Steve's drug trip was a lot of fun to watch. It was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was funny. Good. Sodium yeah. pentanol, uh, truth serum. It does give you a little bit of euphoria. I think they took it to a a heightened level yeah. for comedic effect. <laughs> yeah. But it works. It, it absolutely works. You also figure it's two kids who've probably maybe smoked weed yeah. once or twice. Yeah. But they've never actually done any hard drugs. But they did a nice job of tying in Back to the Future yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. They and, did. And the also, movie references are are on point here. So and and, and uh, was uh, your uh, horror, horror movie right? Which one was that? Um, oh oh, Day of the Dead. Day of the, Day of the Dead. Dead was in it. Too, in, yeah. in the, the first time Will feels the mind flayer on the back of his neck. Right. They are they snuck in to watch George A. Yeah, Romero's and that's Day when of the uh, Dead. that's Lots when of uh, the whole power grid completely wipes Everything the entire town out. And then the magnets stop working, and then shit just gets. I tell you, how could you, how can you be uh, like a pop culture nerd and not just absolutely gush over Stranger Things every time it comes back? It's just such. I like I said uh, earlier that whole mall scene, and then when uh, Max and Eleven they go off to do their little girl shopping day trip. I loved it because it's all the '80s bright colors and if i if i wasn't a 90s kid i would have loved to be a material girl was playing in the 80s yeah uh and of course like like any adolescence you know they're going through the relationship problems Mm -hmm. where like Mm. you know will has been established as being with 11 and lucas has been with max and one of the things Uh, that you said will mike mike i'm sorry mike is is with is has is with 11 but uh one of the things that like really cracked me up is when when 11 gets mad at mike because hopper being who he is, doesn't know how to have a real conversation with a child. <laughs> threaten <laughs> threatens him. Mike, threatens Mike, sends him away, <laughs> and Mike starts lying to Eleven, so she feels like shit, and just like any teenage girl, she starts thinking, what's wrong with me? Not what's wrong with him. And Max Which is, is the- why she's why it's great that she has a friend like Max. Like he's Max. like, no, 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 no. it's not him. you. Yeah, he's a Boys piece of suck. Sh- he's they, a piece of shit. Terrible. And I loved, I love that Dump dynamic because, like, that's the way it is. Like, the, the boys are sulking. But one of the things that like cracked me up was when Lucas was like, "Dude, Max has broken up with me like nine times. Yeah. So we always get back together." <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like there was always that friend that, that you had yeah. that like had a girlfriend. They always broke up and stuff, and it was then they got back yeah, together. They got back together yeah. like several days oh, yeah. later. It was. Uh, <laughs> I just that that's the type of stuff that like really drives it home here. It does. And um, one of the things that it's hard to explain that there's so many little like little right, details like with that out that those little things it's seamless and it yeah. just works so well within the characters and the story going forward. One of the things that I wasn't sure was going to come up again. I really thought that it was just something that they dropped and it comes back in a very surprising way you know dustin tells everybody about his girlfriend Susie, who he met <laughs> at camp and it kind of sounds like um anthony michael hall in in breakfast club where he's like she lives no, in no, canada no. you wouldn't know her was that breakfast club yeah. i thought i thought that was a uh, pretty in pink no, 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 no. It's in it's in Breakfast Club. Not Pretty in Pink. I'm sorry. He, uh, the other one. Tw- uh, Sixteen Candles. Sixteen Candles. I thought he made up a girlfriend no, in that it's one. In, it's in Breakfast Club. You're right. And he's talking about it you're with everybody. You're right. I do remember now. So okay. you're assuming that Dustin is lying the entire time because of that 80s reference right. <laughs> that they're making there. And then we get him. I had a feeling <laughs> Susie was real because they made it seem like she was going to be fake that she was definitely real all right so they got to get to planes constant which is a uh they, they need to, to unlock a to, the to answer unlock a to safe. the math problem right so just like pi you know you need to break down pi and stuff like that planes constant is another mathematical uh number that apparently every good nerd should know but dustin doesn't know it he and couldn't he, remember it right he gets on his newly invented super high-powered ham radio gets susan on the line and they sing never-ending story together and it was this thing that like just happened shocking yeah and it, it goes on for a few minutes uh, for, for and like, it's funny right it's and then funny. it's like wait a second and then okay it gets on. annoying but then it gets funny again but then it gets funny again it's just so well put and you get you know, swept off your feet a little bit yeah well it's cute one of the great things is like it happens in this moment you know where Hopper is, you know, the, the facility they're in is like going to They're blow trying up. to unlock, they're trying to get the safe open to grab the keys that right. they need to stop this machine. And the kids are being chased down in <laughs> the Griswold the- family, you know, mobile, <laughs> because that's their code name, you know, right, Griswold right, family. Right. Uh, they're driving in, in Nancy's station wagon, being chased by the, the 80 foot mind flare. That was my favorite part of them two singing this duet together. And then you see the car being chased by the mind flayer in the back window and Steve and Robin are like, what the, the fuck? fuck is going on here? Because they're still coming down from their high. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it's this moment of like such tension and then they break it and then they bring you right back into the tension seamlessly. Yeah. yeah. It was just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Hopper has his final showdown in the facility with the Terminator, and it ended exactly where I knew it was going to I end. Know. And uh, you know, they blow the machine up, which was their mission the entire time, and Hopper is gone. Dave, and- I know you're a big crier sometimes. You're not a you're not scared to hide your emotions. Did yeah. you cry for Hopper? I didn't cry for Hopper until Eleven that's, read his letter. Okay, that's what I did yeah, too. Same. Too. You know, but I, I cried a few times because here's the thing. I know we're dealing with Stranger Things. Yeah, nobody not dead. Right. Sorry, nobody not dead. He's not dead. I know he's not dead. But seeing Eleven's emotion about it in the end, you know, 
Nancy, uh, Joyce is leaving, and she's obviously taking Will and John with her, and and eleven and eleven going. is yep. now is now with them because where else is she supposed to go? You yeah. know, and yeah. they're moving away. They don't say where, they don't say how far, but you know, you get the you get the sense that it's a distance that. The kids can't ride their bikes. It's be, yeah, it's right, far enough. right. Like Nancy and John will be fine because they have cars. Well, they were talking about seeing each other like four or five for, months. Yeah, away, yeah. For, you know? for Christmas, yeah. Or right, Halloween. they weren't going to see each other for until Christmas time or Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or but something. that letter, no weekend getaway. Kind right, of. that right. letter absolutely killed me because yeah. it does start off very much the way him and Joyce had that conversation in the uh, in the pharmacy earlier on in the first yeah. episode. Yeah. And so it, you're like, all right, whatever. I, you know, I heard him saying this stuff. I heard her saying this stuff. It does. He completely changes gears halfway through the letter, right. And just actually starts speaking from his heart, which only Hopper could put into a letter. There's no way he could say these things. He's just not that guy. And seeing Eleven's emotional reaction to it, and then Joyce reacting to Eleven, and then just them leaving on this level of just uncertainty. You know, Hopper's dead. The kids are now in a, in a season where it was all about the kids coming back together after they had been separated. Now they're going to be separated, you know, geographically right? Uh, in, in the end. And it, and it puts us in an extremely interesting position next season where half of our crew is going to be in Hawkins and the other half is going to be in some east jabumblefuck town we don't even know the name of true and also eleven's now losing her powers yes she has no powers left i don't understand that one (laughs) uh that was a little peculiar for me i I had some questions i'm not sure if the mind flayer thing that got in her uh, yes screwed her up from her or the other fact that she's you know any anything you use is it's like it's like maybe it runs out because it's a tool right it's it's like a muscle right and when she was when she was in the facility and stuff like that, it's a muscle that they were working out on a daily basis. Here she's, you know, in, in civilian life now, she's using it as to spy on her boyfriend. She's using it to spy on her boyfriend to watch boys <laughs> fart. Uh, she's using it to only when there's, you know, it, it's there's not every day that there is a reason to use it. You know, she's using it to close doors and stuff like that, but she's never pushing her boundaries. She's never pushing her limits. Yeah. You know, there, there, there can only be a world ending monster and every you six every, to nine months. Right. And you figure every time she did use it to an extreme level, it wiped her out. And it could be one of those things where she's going to reach out to eight again next Maybe. season. That's what I was thinking. I wasn't sure. Like, that was my concern about just one more season left because first of all, I feel like we've never seen her full potential with her powers and all of a sudden now she's pretty much lost her powers and then going to have to regain it. But then I was thinking grow all within one season. It's going to be really difficult, especially since these seasons are pretty taut. Spider-Man like, 2. Eight episodes. Look. He lost his powers in Spider-Man 2. Within a half hour, he gets them back. Spider-Man no more. Spider-Man again. <laughs> All right. Miss Brent, give me a violin. Touche. <laughs> um so I I'm 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 actually kind of hoping it's going to be a different season for sure. Episode, season 4 is going to be wildly different. I think I, so. I'm, I'm I'm definitely anticipating that. Well, yeah, cuz the end credit scene, the mid credit scene that we get 
Yes. First off, they go get a Russian guy. They're, so it's in Russia, uh, and it's after they at they've, some sort of prison camp or something. Right. They've shut down the Russian facility. They do mention that the reason the Russians were in Hawkins was because of the upside down, was because of the energy signatures that were being created there, and they that's why they funded the building of the Starcourt Mall and they built their facility under there and all that jazz. But it seems like they were keeping it secret they they made it seem like they didn't have access to the upside down through russia that hawkins was special in this way but it turns out it seems like they they do or they captured things from the upside down in hawkins and shipped it back to russia for study who knows but when they go in there they're doing scientific studies and they're they're taking subjects, prisoners, and when they when the two guys come down, I love you know. And he's like, "What about this one?" No, 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 leave the American. And they take was, a Russian it guy. It was slick, and they were they put him in. That. And uh, wh- when it comes out, it looks like a demi dog because it's on all fours and stuff right. like that. And then and it then stands, he stands up. Stands up. You're like, "Fuck yeah!" It's like this six foot plus cool. tall it's really cool demigorgon and we're seeing it in full light yep. which is something we didn't get a whole lot of in season one they were confident with the special effects this season because they nailed it they knocked it out of the park they definitely got a whole lot more funding from netflix and i think that's what took us you know six extra months to get the season this time around was the fact that they really wanted to polish the shit out of it yeah. but it seems like next season demigorgons back yeah. again russians again. hopper hopper boxes with demigorgons pra possibly yeah, yeah, right yeah. fight club with demigorgons <laughs> yeah. starring starring hopper david harbour fights a demigorgon <laughs> fisticuffs uh but it, you know I, i'm interested in where they're going to go because if you think about the the key that they were using it opens a door doors have two sides to them so is it possible that they are they have a door on the other side and there's a way to actually travel from hawkins to russia mm like like well right. right. yeah and that's Harbor, interesting okay yeah david harbour hopper is and gonna i know somehow you mentioned back. at one point at the end you see the russians coming in and then suddenly they're all gone by the time the americans are coming in yes so did they also where did go they go through? yeah where did they go how they slip out so quickly right there's one elevator in one elevator out which right. is a fire hazard which no, they which the kids point, point out <laughs> this is right. a fire hazard <laughs> one way in one way out <laughs> Uh, it was, it, dude. It's. I can't wait to jump back in and watch this whole series again. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's what. You know, it really inspired me. I'm really excited to to revisit all the seasons again and the characters. And Jay, you had something interesting about Robin. I did not know that she was Ethan Hawke's daughter. Yeah, Ethan oh. Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter, Maya Hawke. Yeah. So she oh. is a new actress. She's up and coming. I thought she killed it. I thought um, she did too. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah. She had a really challenging role. She did a lot of different things within that character. They did a role, great so. bait and switch with us where yeah. they made us think that like True. her and Man, Steve I were getting uh, together. Yeah. I was shipping her and Steve so hard because oh, she's yeah. the weird kooky girl who Absolutely. never you know, caught his eye in high school and now he's like taking notice of but her. But still pretty so you could still see him <gasps> like right, being, right. You know, going for her. But like I'm gay. Uh, yeah. Steve's like, uh oh. That was such a good conversation in the good. stalls after throwing yeah. up. It was so funny. It was so good. Where like 
Yeah, I was obsessed about watching. Nothing. I could see everything from you because the girl that I was obsessed about was obsessed about you. Yeah, and it was like nothing, an interesting. Right, 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 right. Nothing and, says I'm 18 and don't know what else to do with my life than being high on drugs, throwing up in a bathroom, yeah. and telling someone who is practically a stranger your your deepest secret. <laughs> that yeah. there's nothing more 18 than that. <laughs> uh, and then of course Will. We kind of get a little bit of a hint where we're, where they're going with uh, Will next season, maybe. In that, maybe he's it's, very upset that his friends. That is so mild, Dave. But I, I, see, it's a maybe. and I and I kind maybe. of figured when Mike, because it was Mike that said it to he him, did, that you it seems you like don't like girls or whatever he said. Right. It seems like it's something that maybe Will and Mike have always. It, they're implying maybe maybe a they've bit. talked about it before, right? No, I think they're implying that Will. And Mike are such good friends that it's one of those unspoken things where it's like they know possibly that or Mike was just being a jerk and trying to hurt his friend because he's just one of the last ones to actually grow up a little bit more quicker because you know he just wanted to play Dungeons and and Dragons. You figure Mike was always right. You figure Mike was always the one who was always defending Will. He always had Will's back. Right. And oh, now, true, true, true. now yeah. he's all upset because Will only wants to play D and D, and he doesn't. You know, he can't accept the fact that Mike has a girlfriend and wants to go off and play with his yeah. girlfriend. It can I go think either he way. Was, I and I took it more. I know you were t- taking it more of him getting at him because maybe he is gay. I took it more as Mike was just trying to be hurtful. I hurtful picked up on it, but he his, is so young. We're like, I mean. I don't know. It's an interesting place to take the characters. All yeah. I was trying to say, it's something that we would be wouldn't get answers to until until next season or something that they explore further down the line. And uh, yeah, I mean that's. But the, but the thing is, though, where they left season three off with, I had a trouble foreseeing a really good season four as being the final season if they're going to stick with the eight episode formula. I think you're nuts. I think I, I really, think I think they've really set us up in 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 a perfect place. That's that we we have three intriguing things going going further now. You know, we know the Russians are not done. We know that demigorgons are are going to play a role in it. Right. We don't we don't know what the relationship with the kids will look like when they come back because it will be probably uh, winter of eighty six maybe or maybe, maybe fall of eighty five at this point. And you know that's who, my biggest concern is like. The geography of everything, the kids being all over the place and scattered up, and I don't know. And then also Eleven not having her powers. So... It's a lot to tackle, it's, but it's I, a lot. They tackled a lot in a short amount of time yeah. in season three as well, and I thought they did a fantastic job of it. So I agree, but they had one location to work out of, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm, try- Dude, don't, I'm just don't throwing think it out there. <laughs> Look, I'm just throwing it out there. Don't just think questions. Hawkins, Indiana's done just yet, just, my friend. Just questions. They I will have. be back. It, remember, he said Christmas. Maybe we'll see each other for Christmas. Maybe that's true, when the next series true, takes place. True. The next season takes place. That would during be kind of cool. When they're all back together. Ooh, in the snow. In the snow. And then we get Gremlins references. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. So that's going to do it for Super Movie Brothers tonight. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed our really 
not well put together discussion <laughs> on Stranger Things. Just, we just had like a, a free form flowing conversation, you know, as it should um, be. Obviously, this really wasn't entertaining unless you listened, unless you've already seen Stranger Things. Uh, I, we definitely want to hear your opinions on Stranger Things. So reach out to us on Twitter at Super Movie Pod. You can reach out to Jay on Instagram, Super Movie Bros Beer, or you can or Facebook. Yep. Or, and you can reach out to Jay on Facebook. Super, Super Movie Bros. Podcast. There you go. Yeah. And then I'm also on Instagram under Movie Cocktail. I post a lot of Movie Cocktail stuff, so you can reach out to me there. And then, of course, we didn't get to get into any beer reviews or anything for our sponsors, but Jay is drinking Yards, Sons of Ben. Jay, you liking it? Yeah. It's a rowdy pale ale, 5.0 alcohol by volume. It's inspired by our very own Philadelphia Union Soccer Club, and I do love this beer um i'm not sure if i don't think this is one of your favorite yards but it okay. is one of mine it's okay I, I really do enjoy it. it's really easy to drink and uh you don't like, have to like you don't have to design. you don't have to give it's it a pretty score cool. but yeah it definitely definitely check that one out uh lauren also drinking yards brewery she is drinking the summer crush yep it's a new new uh summer beer it's very good yeah. i like it citrus wheat ale made with uh i believe it's uh Orange peel and orange and lime, yeah. Orange and lime, and Ooh, it, it is that. it is quite delicious. And uh, I am drinking my absolute favorite summer beer because it came out on July Fourth, right <laughs> along with Stranger Things. Couldn't ask for anything better. It is the Flying Dog Dead Rise Old Bay Summer Ale. It's a summer ale that is just ever so slightly hopped, very lightly with Old Bay seasoning. It's delicious. I drank a lot of these, which had me reaching for the Blowfish. Blowfish is the ODFDA approved hangover cure. What it is, two tablets that you drop into 8 to 12 ounces of water, drink that down, your hangover starts to feel better immediately. So, <laughs> if you binge watch Stranger Things and were drinking Dead Rise or Sons of Ben or Summer Crush and you got a little bit of a hangover and you had to go to work on yeah. Friday. Fireworks are going on in your head. Oh my God. <laughs> then you want to reach for the blowfish. So head over to fourhangovers.com. Use our promo code SMBFISH. Get your 15% off of that miracle hangover cure. Super Movie Bros is also part of the Podfix Network. You can check out all the great shows that are part of the Podfix Network over at podfixnetwork.com. You can check out some of our movie cocktail reviews up there. Uh, some of our movie cocktail recipes there. Just hit the drop down menu. Go to movie cocktails our next episode will be episode 160 we will be back with movie cocktail and we will be discussing south park bigger longer and uncut jay's gonna have an original cocktail themed for south park yep. to go along with it and he will also uh probably bitch about it a, a lot because he absolutely uh, hated that movie yes. so i want to thank all of you guys for listening to our stranger things discussion have a great night and cheers cheers turn around Look at what you see in her face. She sings so well. I know. Make believe I'm everywhere. Give it in the light. Written on the pages is the answer to a never ending story. Oh
you hear right now. There's just no better way to end an episode than with that. (laughs) Later, guys.